What's up, everybody? Welcome back. This is the Icebox Pod, episode 69. And um, nice. we've got a couple interesting things, yeah, to get into today. Um, but first, Robbie is going to talk to us about a YouTube video that he put up um, and get my opinion on some some vintage, I think, which is not typically a topic in this podcast. So hopefully it's interesting to the listeners. Yeah, I hope it is. I actually know of some people who who have commented before to me and have been like, I really enjoyed the talk of vintage on the podcast. But those people have probably also watched my YouTube videos. So, but, you know, the small crowd that does. But basically, the premise for those who don't know, which is probably a decent amount of people, that a guy in my YouTube comments in my last video said, basically, that he wanted to to spend a thousand dollars on vintage and wanted my input on how to do it and so i took it i think the best way to take that is if i was given a thousand dollars to spend on vintage what would i spend it on right so i think that was the best way to take it and that's what i did and so i crafted a three card portfolio of vintage baseball that was meant to satisfy investing, like collecting, like both of those types of things. And mm-hmm. I was pretty proud of it. And I might actually buy all three of these cards just because, which then leads to a later topic we'll talk about, which is consignment, which is what will be required from me uh, <laughs> to to pull off buying this portfolio. But first up, was and I want to hear what your thoughts are, Matt. And I'll show you the card, but I'll go pretty quickly so the listeners can still hear. Was 54 tops Willie Mays PSA three. So 54 okay. tops, third year of tops, PSA three. And then the next up was and what do those run approximately? Oh, that's a good point. Those run you about 450 bucks. Okay. Next up was I might it was a PS I might actually be wrong. It might be 350, but it doesn't I don't know who can remember. PSA 356 tops Jackie Robinson. Those run you somewhere in the neighborhood of 400, I think. Okay, big fan of that one. Yeah, big fan of that one too. Shout out Joe. And uh 1972 tops Roberto Clemente PSA 6. About 150 bucks. So that is a $1,000 card portfolio. I think Willie Mays is probably the best investment, quote unquote, but Roberto right. Clemente is mostly for fun. Jackie Robinson's in the middle. But yeah, doesn't it just seem like such good value to you? Yeah, I would say those are pretty good picks. That's it. I mean, obviously, all those guys are really big names, so can't go wrong there. Big fan of, yeah. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Jackie and Clemente being in that. So, yeah, definitely approved. I'll definitely give the stamp of approval on that one. I I think that was a good, a good like allocation. I think it was smart to allocate it to three cards. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I I agree with those picks. I think that was pretty, pretty solid. I've got kind of two things I want to get, kind of pushback or interest from your answers or thoughts on 
First of all, I'm surprised to hear you say that you like the inclusion of Roberto Clemente. For me, that was semi like collector influenced. Like, why to you is Roberto Clemente so interesting to include there? Um, I think for a couple of reasons. I think he has a good story. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, although it's unfortunate, obviously. Um, yeah. So I mean, it's a pretty like inspiring story. I mean, yeah, I mean, he literally died trying to do, like, bring, like, relief aid to people, to, like, victims of a natural disaster. Yeah, and that, I think he is kind of, like, I don't, I don't want to say, like, best, but he's, like, really up there in terms of, like, I feel like the Latin American community is very, very much a fan. Like he, like he's almost like their goat a little bit. Like they, like that's this is true. Like that's who you want to be. Like everyone loves Clemente and stuff. Like, yeah, I, I remember at my LCS, um, the owner was telling me that he had a couple Clementes. I don't even know what they were, but this kid came in. And um, he was from somewhere in Latin America. I forget where. But he, like, immediately was just like, oh, like, Clemente. Like, that is just, like, and just talked his ear off for, like, 30 minutes about, like, his parents love Clemente. He loves Clemente. Like, like they, the owner said, like, he was almost getting, like, a little bit emotional about, like, how much he just wow loved Clemente and stuff. So I've always been a fan. Like, if I... If I were to start collecting anybody vintage outside of Jackie, it would one hundred percent be to get a uh, Clemente rookie. That would That's be pretty cool. Yeah, the Clemente rookie is something I got to get. I, as the more time I spend thinking about vintage, the more sad I am that I'm not going to be able to go to that Pittsburgh show this year. That's like literally twenty five Clemente rookies, maybe more. At like one, I think I saw fifteen at one table. Like yeah, like all PSA slabbed, but like, you know, the more you think about it, Clemente is probably the first, he's the biggest name of the first like group of Latin American baseball stars. Yeah. Like to like a by less... a lot, like, like many Minoso is of the same yeah. Orlando Cepeda is Latin American, but those names are not of the same. Ilk. Like to a lesser extent, he was like almost there, Jackie Robinson. I mean, bit. he, yeah, I mean, he's pretty early. I mean, he's a 55 rookie, right? Yeah, I just like that. I think it's a pretty f- affordable card, too. Yeah, I mean, all things considered, he Clemente stuff is relatively affordable. I am obviously a huge fan. I, it's still, I mean, it gives me like chills. It's wild that like he ended his career. With like three thousand hits exactly. That's oh, that I did not know that. That's very cool. Though. At the end of nineteen seventy two, he ended the year with exactly three thousand hits, and then he passed away in December. But that's just like, wow. yeah. So he is a member of the three thousand hit club, like exactly. Yeah, like look, just looking at prices here. I mean, they're not. They're not crazy. Like, it's definitely an affordable. Like, what's a PSA 4? 
55. Is that like 2,500 bucks? 25, I actually would say is maybe a little higher for him. A, fi a five just went for 32. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. So four is maybe in the 22 to 25 range. Yeah, depending upon like, quality. Yeah, it looks like a four. The last four did 24. Okay, there so you go. Pretty, you're pretty spot on. So, like a four for Hank Aaron is like 4,000. Right. So you're looking at like maybe 60% of Hank Aaron prices. I mean, that's a pretty good discount to Hank Aaron. I I would like, oh, now I want to buy this car. I kind of want like a two. Yeah. For me, oh, th and this gets us right into the second question I had for you, Matt. You've led us right into it perfectly. I wanted to talk to you about what grade do you think is acceptable? My personal opinion when I set out on this $1,000 quest is I really did not want to be in PSA 1s. Really, really, really did not want PSA 1s. And I wanted to be at the PSA 3 level because I think there the quality for the price starts to get pretty darn good. But I think the PSA 2 is is acceptable, like a, a high quality 2. But what are your thoughts on grades that you would want to be in for vintage? I buy ones all day. Oh, okay. It, it, it depends on the, it does like depend on the card. Like, I mean, there's some cards where I can't really like buy a grade higher. Like, and there's some cards that I just want to have. Yeah. Like, I just want to own one. Like, uh, like 52 Jackie. Dude. Like, I, I just want to have one. So I bought a one, uh, 48 leaf Jackie. I just wanted to have one. So I bought a one. Um, yeah just insane cards i'm trying to think what else really i mean i know i have some other ones i'm trying to think what they are oh i have like the 50 bowman jackie yeah i thought you had a two there though i think i know i have a one that's square one let's see here let me pull up i really here. like that square jackie you have okay so i have a 52 tops one, a 50 Bowman 1.5. Oh, that's what it is. Okay. A 49 Bowman one and a 48 Flare one. Didn't know you had that 48 Flare. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, I love that card. Hmm. Got that card for such a good deal, too. That's pretty cool, though. Like, Vintage is just so awesome. I really want to go out and buy all three of those cards now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I think it'd be super cool to own them. I, I also am pretty encouraged by some of the stuff that got real, real hyped. The stuff 52 tops, the stuff Mickey Mantle, I think got a little frothy in terms of price. But the stuff like the Willie Mays, and the Roberto Clemente especially, uh, that stuff I feel like pretty safe, really, buying, especially that cheap yeah. stuff. Like a PSA 3, 54 tops, Willie Mays, 450 bucks. PSA 6, 72 tops, Roberto Clemente, 150 bucks. Like, those feel pretty safe. I'm not even going to lie. 
I'm almost tempted to buy this Clemente right here. It just got listed. They exist. They 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 exist pretty often at like 150 bucks or so. There's one ending on bids in 50 minutes. There's a PSA 8 of it for with suspect centering though for 500 oboe. PSA oh. seven, yeah. I mean, it's just. Hmm. I'm telling you. Isn't it? Yeah. Lures you in. Now I got. It. I guess we're getting a little, a little off topic, but there's just some awesome cards. Yeah. So what? Um. I think the listeners should uh, enjoy this part, but you had some questions. If you were to buy those, you'd want to run some cards on a uh, consignment here. So what was the uh, thought process behind that? The thought process was some of this stuff, I think, that some of this stuff I feel like I have that's pretty low pop. Honestly, like I might run those jambalayas. I just feel like I might rather have vintage at the moment. The Crosby is pretty hard to part with, but I, I don't know. I'm thinking about it. It'd be fun to just get a couple of new vintage cards. I, I really miss having more vintage in my PC. And I might want to try to get back a little bit more. But I'm kind of intrigued on one hand by the thought of running on auction. Something that's so low pop. And I feel like I could create kind of a bidding war situation. Yeah, right. But on the other hand, I feel like it just forces you to part with some stuff. If you like know that. You're like, okay, I need to sell this. But then sometimes when the offers come through, you're like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I should do it. Like, I don't know if it makes sense. I don't know if I really want to get rid of this card. But like, if you have already decided that the move is to move on from some of this stuff and like, so you have cash to bring in new inventory, like, I don't know. I feel like the consigning just kind of forces you, that good behavior. And But I don't know who to consign with. I don't know how that process works. I assume that you can have the non-payers. But like, what have been your yeah. experiences with consigning in the, let's say the hundred to thousand dollar price range? Sure. Uh, yeah, that's, that's mostly just what I consign and stuff in that range. Um, I would say my experience as far as payers has been very good. Um, mm -hmm. I would say, I would also say the lower pop stuff. Um, I would put it on eBay first as like a buy it now. Just to say. Yeah, because, so I think there's, I think with rare stuff, there's two things that can happen, right? is you get two people bidding against each other, bidding each other up, which is like great. Cause it kind of inflates the card a little bit. Like there's only mm -hmm. two people. On it, it goes up a lot. But then what sometimes can happen is you list a card and the person wins it for 500 bucks. And they're like, wow, I really needed this card. Like my max bid was like a thousand. Yeah. And, but since they only had one person competing with them for this super rare card, then 
obviously as a seller, you don't net like nearly as much as if you were to put it on eBay for thirteen hundred OBO and get offered a thousand. Mm-hmm. Like because that guy really wants it or something. So like rare stuff, I usually try to put on my personal eBay um mm-hmm. for to try to find that buyer. But then like, yeah, like your base, you know, silver tens or whatever. I immediate consign there. Yeah, I usually just run those on consignment because you really know what they're going to go for, at least within, you know, a, probably like a five to 10% range of like higher or lower, depending on the day. So I, I also feel like it, honestly, the presentation of the stuff that's consigned, like they make it look nice on the posts that they make. Oh, yeah. And yeah. like, honestly, I think it does well for cards. Yeah, that's a good, that's another good point. I would say I agree with that. For sure. But, um, it does depend which consigner you use too, though. Yeah. So, what's your advice to a first-time consigner, myself, and you know, listeners out there potentially? Um, I would say whoever you consign with, make sure you do it right. So, <laughs> a lot of places will like have a form or something. Okay. So, like, make sure you fill that form out right. Usually, I mean, it's a pretty simple form usually. Tell them what you're sending, what's in the box. Yeah, pretty much. And then like your bank information, if you want like an ACH or something. Yeah. So it's not like too complicated, but it's just something to like make sure you do it right. Um, I would take pictures of what you send. Um, You know, you don't want like one card lost in the shuffle or something. Mm-hmm. So if you send like 11 cards, I'd right in your phone like say i sent 11 cards and then i take a picture of all 11 um it doesn't have to be anything like quality just put them all on a table take a picture um and then i mean that's pretty much it besides like the simple like obviously you want to ship securely and stuff like that but i would also pay attention to how they list too because some of these Mm. miners don't use um like scanners and stuff so they kind of can take crappy photos like oh i i would use one of the big the big kahunas well even some of the big ones don't though like dc sports oh dc sports takes a picture in front of a stack of slabs yeah like they're i mean i we're gonna say it how it is their pictures are horrible so like that i would does appeal to me like a little bit less but I mean, I don't. I don't know. I would say their pictures are horrible. You would say they are. I I don't know. I I don't think they are. But maybe uh, I I got to go to the easiest way to find any consigner under the sun. We search on eBay. Luca Doncic, twenty eighteen Prism PSA ten. <laughs> we're we're honing. Oh yeah. Oh, these are not great. Target locked. This is a pretty crappy photo. Yeah, I mean, I'm not usually very impressed with their photos. And it's not that they're bad, but it's just like you can go somewhere else so easily. So, like, why wouldn't you just go somewhere else? I guess is my, like, yeah, kind of point, I guess. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's... I've been considering MC sports cards. That's one of the big ones. 
Yeah, I'm sure he would. I'm sure he would do you good. I mean, that dude's. Yeah, he's awesome. So. I don't know who else with big people. PC sports cards. I've heard yeah, of. I've never. I've use never used, That's who I use. I've never used MC. Although. I will say. I'm starting to like consider a little bit more, I guess. Oh, really? Also, yeah, I yeah, quick consignment has just been a little behind. Um, lately. on payouts, on getting the stuff listed. Mm. I think that also is important. Backlog. Oh, it's huge! Yeah, so they're. I never even considered that. There's a backlog to get it listed. I mean, usually it takes them like seven days. Oh, okay, okay. But, but I thought last, you were going to say, like, a month. No, so last time it took them, like, maybe two weeks, which, like, is a little long. So, I don't know. I pro Next time I'll send, I'll probably just be like, hey, um, what's the what's the listing time looking like? Um, but then also, we talked about this a little bit, where I just consigned stuff to PWCC. Oh, wait, yeah. They got my shipment on... Friday of last week, I think. So not mm -hmm. like they're listed or anything, or I wouldn't expect them to be, but so we'll see how that works. Cause if that works, I might do that a little bit more. Um, I'm scared to list on PWCC for rare stuff. I am also a little bit, but nothing I sent is like worth more than $250 probably. Mm-hmm. I only sent like 10 cards, 11 cards. So mm -hmm. I'm not really too like worried about it. And all 11 cards, I actually were free because I bought a lot of like 30 cards and sold oh, 20 wow. that paid for the lot. So all the cards I sent in were free. So I was like, yeah, it's a pretty much trial run. I'd say overall, I probably sent them give or take a thousand. Of value. Oh, I mean that's a good trial run, especially so, if it's broken out over many cards. Yeah, it's over like eleven cards. So we'll see. I don't know. I did a mixture too. A couple cards were graded, a couple cards were raw for that like NBA. Oh yeah, yeah. So we'll see how long that takes. But I mean, maybe in a couple weeks I'll be recommending PWCC more. I don't know. We have to say. Okay, well, I appreciate that input some things to think about there for me where you know the amount of time it takes to get the cards listed i guess sure. the amount of times the payout the photo quality it never really occurred to me that there could be larger players perhaps with not the photo quality that you'd like to see yeah so those are all pretty solid points yeah i think uh i mean i've had really good experiences with a quick consignment so that's usually my go-to I think mm -hmm. MC Sports would be really good. I've never used him, but I think he'd be great. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's not like you have no options, which is nice. There's definitely yeah. a... I'm just going to stick to the bigger guys. Oh, yeah. I've also that... heard of volume accumulation recently. I don't know if you've heard that. Maybe that's just mostly the hockey circles I'm in that have, I've seen that. Honestly, I would maybe guess that's the case because I've... I've maybe heard of them, but I've never like. Oh, I've heard of it many times. So I think it might be more in the hockey circles. 
I think so, because I've never even considered sending them anything or like really seen anybody sending them anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nothing like that. So I don't know if you do try them. Um, I'll report back just like I did with the Calm C. By the way, the Calm C is still chugging along. An update for those uh, out there who were listeners way back in the days of when I mailed that package to Calm C when I accidentally sent it at the expensive service level. That was a costly error, but it it provided fun, so I can't whine too much. The the sales are they trickle through, Matt. You you know, I've withdrew like a hundred bucks a while ago. I've got sixty-eight dollars in there now. Since February started, I've sold three cards. Like this they, they yeah, just trickle. They just move slowly. Like it could take a year to unload them all, but like yeah. the even just the most random things eventually go. And they go for okay money when they do. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, like sold random auto sell random autos for like three bucks. It just sold a contenders draft Bo Jackson out of ninety nine two fifty. Like that you'd be hard pressed to get a dollar for you know most time. But it's just a slow burn. We still got 65 items in our inventory. Well, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, that was, that's a positive update. So, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. What else were we going to get into? We had to talk about maybe your off-season baseball buy. Or, yeah, maybe oh, yeah. you, I don't know if you bought it, but at least you're, oh. you're thinking. I haven't bought it yet, but I'm I'm still thinking. Um, okay, Tatis, okay. Yeah, Tatis, I'm very intrigued very intrigued i uh talked to some people actually um at a couple shows this weekend mm-hmm. and they were also pretty intrigued um what what's interesting is so i was talking to this huge baseball fan mm-hmm. um pretty good friend of mine and what he was saying is he what he finds interesting is of all the stories, because when, when people get caught for steroids, right, it's always, I didn't know I was doing it, or all this stuff. He said Tatis's story of how he didn't know he was doing it is easily the most, like, believable that he's ever seen. Like, he's like, because of how it happened and where it happened, he... He said that's this is like really the only steroid story where he actually like said, I could see this like this is believable. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, Good old ringworm. Yeah, I don't know. Do, do you think people like I almost wonder if people even care anymore. I you think know, the, that that's the part that you mentioned this to me post show last week before we logged off our zoom. And that's the first thing that came to my mind. I hadn't even really thought about Tatis in a while. And I thought to myself, no one even talks about Tatis. Like there's, there's not the outrage that you would expect over. I mean, people are really bent out of shape when you talk about the hall of fame 
and you talk about these people with steroids, I feel like it's the, I don't know, the memes of like the the ripped SpongeBob and then like the round, smooth SpongeBob that's friendly. <laughs> the first one is like when people talk about steroids in the Hall of Fame, and then is people talking about Tatis right now. There's not the yeah. negative light that I expected. Yeah, what what the guy actually said to me, which I kind of agree with now, he, he was like, if you want to invest in Tatis, the thing that I would be worried about is his shoulder. Not Yeah, the- and he's had he's had injury history. He's had back problems, I think, too. Yeah, I I mean I guess he's going to the outfield, right? So that should help. Um, oh, I did not know that. He's moving. Well, that's not necessarily helpful. Yeah, I mean, as long as – I think as long as they teach him how to dive if he has to, he should be – I think he should be fine. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm, not I'm, not playing shortstop is a big deal, though. Yeah, I'm – I don't know. I'm really torn on it. I think if I got a good enough deal, I obviously would. But it's not something that I'm going to go out there and pay, like, full comp and then, like, really tuck aside. Like, I would have to get it. You know, it's not like I'd have to buy it at, like, super cheap or anything, but I'd have to get it at, like, 80%. So it's like, maybe I can make something in the short term, but mm-hmm. I'll take the chance on it. I, don't I know. got you. I didn't realize Tatis going to the outfield. I actually think that's actually pretty harming to his prices. Baseball aficionados, I think, really value someone who can hit and play shortstop, the most premium defensive position. See, I agree, but I almost wondered. I feel like we're not worried about the baseball aficionados. No, we're kind of. I think the way you're talking is. They probably already hate him because of steroids anyways. You're probably talking, it's February, what, 20th today when we're doing this. February 20th, I better get on it before the month's over. Buy some. Mid-April, bye-bye. And, you know, you don't really worry about the position as much with that. Also, I don't know if his stuff is still down, but his stuff was hammered. Hammered after the steroids. Yeah, it is pretty far down still. That's what intrigued me. I mean, it was absolutely, like, wrecked. Yeah, it got smoked. Yeah, like good stuff got smoked. There was yep. probably, like, a Bowman Chrome Red or something that sold for, like, a couple hundred K. Rip that guy. Yeah. If Yeah, I would hate to sell that card. Right. I, mean, I don't know what I'd buy. I would just. I think I would just buy a base first Chrome. Mm-hmm. Auto, not not just base. But That'd be lame. That's what I'd go for. Or I I actually do kind of like his tops Chrome rookie auto too. Kind of like that card. Yeah, I like that one too. I don't like his PSA ten base uh, update. Yeah, I know. But that's yeah. not a very hot take. Right. I personally. Well, I feel like this is as good of a time as any to tell my favorite story that I opened two boxes of 2016 Bowman Chrome back in the day. Pain. Did you, what'd you get? Nothing. Actually, that's not true. I didn't get nothing. I got an orange auto of oh. a 
like scrub that I sold for like 125 bucks, which was huge at the time. Yeah, I mean, what was a box back then? 50 bucks. Yeah. One box yeah. I got one box I got for Christmas from my brother, and another box I got from my dad for passing my driver's license uh exam. Oh, which was weird because yeah. like normally I never got any sort of presents for like stupid stuff like that. So yeah. I must have just been in like a good mood. But it but there was a sale. <laughs> And it, they weren't moving that merchandise very well. So they had it on sale for like $55 or like $50 or something. You know how much those go for now? Oh, my. I have no idea. I mean, way more, obviously, but. 1500 a box. <laughs> That's crazy. I opened two boxes, which were purchased for $55 and $60. Man, that's Dude. Crazy. Is that the 2012 prism though of baseball? It's got to be the best baseball release. I maybe out, outside of Mike Trout, potentially uh, I don't know, in, potentially inclusive of Mike Trout. It's just yeah. un dude. You have Soto, Vlad, and Tatis first chromes in that product. Yeah, that is nuts. Their first chrome autos are all in. The, not Bowman, not Bowman Draft, but Bowman Chrome of 16. They're all in that set. Yeah, well, that explains why those boxes go for so much then. I mean, that's yeah. a great... Yeah, that's a fabulous top three, that's for sure. Yeah, I had to tell the story. It's my favorite story, I think, to tell. Yeah, that's crazy. Wow. You can't even buy anybody... I mean, we've talked about this a lot, but you can't even buy anybody a hobby box as a gift anymore. I mean, that dude, be... I know, I know. <laughs> I, 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 you know, when I think back on it in retrospect, I'm like, that's pretty insane that like, first off, I'm like, I can't believe someone would buy me like a $50 present for like something stupid, like passing like a driver's exam. Like what the heck was like, what? Like, why? Like, why? I never got anything like that. Like, why did I get that that day? And then you approach the second wave of thinking where you're like, Dude, you couldn't get anything for 50 bucks. I got a Bowman Chrome hobby box with two Bowman first with two Bowman Chrome autos in it, guaranteed. It was $55. I I the one on sale was guaranteed $55. That's so crazy. That's insane when you think about it. I think it, it might have been like a small business Saturday deal or something. But, like, that does not detract from the fact that it was $55. Right. Yeah. Wow. That is a good story. Yeah. Do we have any other thoughts? I think that's it. I think we can wrap it up here. I think maybe short announcement from me. Your Tatum cards did not go up because you dropped 55 in the All-Star game. Legitimately, any player on that floor could have done that if they took enough shots. It's a pretty good he, announcement. He was just the one that pregame decided I'm going to be a ball hog and win this trophy, which is fine. He can do That's that. Somebody, somebody's got someone. Do it. Someone would be the one to put up all the points. But yeah, I agree. Probably, he probably asked his teammates before, like, "Do you guys mind if I go try to drop sixty to win this trophy? Because I want this like, trophy." I'm like, yeah, go for it. They're like, "Boy, I don't care." Yeah. So. 
show off your Tatums, but oh my goodness. They didn't they didn't go up. I hate to break it to everybody. No. Yeah, well, they did they did not. They did not. But who knows? Wrong. They can win the finals and then maybe you can flex the Tatums. Right. But your Matt McClung's went to the moon. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> they went to the absolute stratosphere. <laughs> <laughs> He's a legend. He's a high school yeah. legend. So you can flex your Mac McClung's. Because, um, because the thing is, this is the only time you'll ever be able to do it. Yeah, and you should promptly dispose of those. But, but I'll yeah, flex them first. yeah, flex the sales of your Mac McClungs. Yeah, right. Those are, I think, those are about all of our All Star Weekend thoughts. Yeah, I have zero other thoughts besides that. Cool. Same. So, yeah, so and on that we- note, I think we shall conclude. Yeah, thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week.